Hello friend, welcome you again to a new episode of Psalms 23. Remember the last one, we're discussing that prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemy. And it was very clear to every one of us that God is a table preparer. He prepared tables to now bring men into those tables. But the question is, are you prepared for the prepared table? Sometimes God is done preparing the table before you, even in the presence of your enemies, God is not afraid to put a table for you. But the question is, are you prepared for the prepared table? If you are not prepared, God will look foolish. God would have prepared a table before you in the presence of the enemy. God would have so posted of you to the enemy and said, Look, my son, I know him. He is righteous. He is holy. He will do my, my, my biddings. He will do my commandment. And then you just get there and disappointed God. So the issue is not the enemy. The issue is not God preparing a place. The issue is you listening to me now. How prepared are you for the prepared table? May the Lord prepare you today. Now the next slot here today, we want to look at the B part of that verse of Psalms 23. Do you remember what it says in verse 5? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I'm dealing with anointing in this episode an overflowing anointing anointing is real god is an anointer he anoints people so there is an anointing number one there is the anointed number two and there is the anointer the anointer is god and so the psalmist says in psalms 23 verse 5 thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over so David is saying to me today that God is the anointer. He is the anointed and there is an anointing. The anointing is the power of God that flows into a man divinely. The anointing of God is the unction of God. It is a virtue of God, a part of God released into a man's life to do what that man ordinarily will not be able to do. It took an anointing for David to become king and an anointing is quite a real a real uh, power inflow, outflow from God into us. And so the psalmist says, Thou anointest my head. Sometimes men anoint us, but God have not anointed us. There are several people that have been anointed with handkerchiefs, anointed with a lot of things, but God has not anointed them. But David say here that the source of anointing is God. Thou anointest me. So friend, God is an anointer. He anoints men. And one of the greatest cries of my heart is, Lord, anoint me. Anoint me. Now when God anoints a man, that man will do impossible things. And so God is the anointer. I am the anointed. And there is an anointing. Now out of these three um dimensions and dynamics God who is the anointer is not the problem the anointing is usually not a problem but the problem is the man to be anointed sometimes we are not qualified for the anointing though the anointing is available though the anointer God is available but the man to be anointed is the greatest problem since the fall God really find men who are ready and prepared to be anointed and so when he said that prepares a table before me and that's why we're dealing with the matter of preparation 
God wants to anoint us, but God does not anoint dirty pigs. God does not anoint dirty dogs, dogs that will return to the vomit, pigs that will return to the swine. No, he anoints men who will serve him. Anointing is one of the peers of God. And so Matthew chapter 7 verse 6 uh, says, Cast not thy peers before swine, lest they will get back and rain you like a dog returned to their vomit, so they behave. And so it takes God. Sometimes it takes God. That's why you see, if you see men that are anointed, it comes out in their later life. If you find men like Adeboye, if you find men like Bilal Kony, if you find men, on the first day I met Bilal Kony, I was asking a question in that hall when he had a meeting with campus leaders and I was one of them. I asked him, where have you been all these years? Did you understand that? So sometimes men's anointing crystallizes towards the end of their lives because it takes God several years to get them made and it is not the fault of the anointed I mean it's not the fault of the anointed it's not the fault of the anointed it's the fault of the anointed it is difficult to prepare men to be anointed very difficult I don't know why that is we must change that uh, narrative in our generation in the name of Jesus so God is saying something I'm dealing with anointing I'm dealing with the fact that there's an anointing and God wants to anoint men in our generation. He told, David told the Lord here, thou anointest me. And that's a third thing I want to reason with you. When you are anointed, will you know? David knew. Say that anointest, that anointest me. David is not saying that Saul anointed him, Samuel anointed him. David was anointed twice in Hebron and then in his father's house. Now, but he knew that it was not Samuel anointing him. In those days, there was a physical manifestation. When a man is anointed, they come with the long horn and all of that is done. But today, and in our time, in the dispensation of grace, that may not really be necessary. You can be anointed without the horn, without anointing oil. Praise God, because the Holy Spirit now lives in us. Now, when you are anointed, David is teaching us here today that you will know he is speaking to the Lord. And he looked at the Lord face to face, point blank, one on one. And he said to the Lord, thou anointest me. And I look forward to a time when we can actually look at the Lord and say, Lord, you know you have anointed me. And I'm asking, do you know whether you've been anointed? An anointed man will know that he's anointed. An anointing is not a figment of men's imagination. It's a reality. And the effect of anointing are evidential. So the psalmist said to the Lord, thou, thou anointest me. Praise God. So I want to grow to that point where I can truly look at the Lord and say, Father, thank you for anointing me. Thou anointest me. Praise the Lord. The fourth thing I want to say here is the fact that uh, um, where do God anoint men? In the Old Testament, he anointed David on his head. He said, I anointest my head with oil. Thou anointest my head with oil with oil now in the new testament the oil now is the holy spirit it can be symbolic with anointing oil but anointing oil must not be idolized there's so much idolatry of an anointing oil these days you know a sister was traveling to south africa and when she got to the airport um you know and you know she checked and saw that she was not with the anointing oil she started crying my own is finished. I'm not going to return back to Nigeria. I forgot my anointing oil in Nigeria. Oh, oh, my anointing oil that my pastor blessed 
is not here with me. A lot of people need this kind of things. And, you know, and but truly, uh, we don't really need them. But if you need that to begin, but you could begin with that, but you don't, you need the Holy Spirit. How do you think the Holy Spirit felt about that sister that day? Was he happy that his sister doesn't look for the Holy Spirit, but is looking for the symbol? What the Holy Spirit used in the Old Testament. And it was not only oil that was used to anoint men. Sometimes it was by the word of God, spoken word. So the Holy Spirit lives in our heart. We must not idolize anointed oil. That anoint test my head with oil. I wanted to make that number four. Number five, I'll be dealing with the measurement of your anointing. The measurement of the anointing you carry is a function of the cup that you have. That anointed my head with oil, my cup run it over. Some people have small spiritual container, their head. In the Old Testament, they were anointed symbolically on their head. But in the New Testament, by the coming of the Holy Spirit, we are anointed in our spirit. The anointing does not reside on our head. It resides on our spirit. So when he said, my cup running over, you anointed my head. And so the psalmist is saying that my cup is my head. Alright? He's using a cup to make you know that the head size was going to determine the anointing size in the cup. And so I want to say here that the size of your spirit will determine the quantum and the quantity of the anointing you carry. How big is your spirit? Now, how do we get the size of our cup? You know, some people's cup are actually overflowing, but it's a teaspoon cup. It's already overflowing. Praise God. So sometimes you have a teacup spoon. And it does not take God anything. And it's already filled up and it's overflowing and you are happy. But how long does that last? Some people have a kettle-sized spirit. Kettle, you know, small kettle, you boil water in the kitchen. Some people have um, uh, a, a flat plate, flat plate dimension of cup size in their spirit. And so they don't really have much to carry. Now, but what determines the size of the cup of the anointing a man carries is a function of God's dealings. And the man's ability to, resp to respond to those delays uh, with wisdom and understanding. Praise the Lord. So the more God deals with the man, the more the man's cup size in the spirit is deepened. Your spirit is enlarged and broadened. And so you are able to carry larger quantity of the oil. My cup runneth over. So a man can be anointed to the point that the cup of his anointing, the cup of his spirit, then I'm, you know, the cup I'm dealing with, the size of your spirit, which is a function of God's dealing. Some of us don't take any dealing from the Lord. You don't know when God is dealing with you with an experience. Sometimes you don't have money in your pocket. Sometimes you don't have this. You don't know there is a dealing of God to grow you, to grow your faith. Your faith is connected to your anointing level. Praise God. They are connected. And the Lord must help you in, your, in his wisdom to learn from his dealing. Some of us, uh, when there is a little delay, you don't know how to work with the Lord with delay, with deniers, with things that doesn't seem to come when you expect them. Praise God. A lot of us hold God to ransom. And I must say that God works according to the counsel of his will. God does not depend on your feelings. God works with us according to what? The counsel of his good will. According to uh, Ephesians 1. 11. That counsel of his goodwill, it is the will of God that tells him what to do about our lives. Not necessarily because you are protesting, not necessarily because you think you are going through so much that no man can bear. The most important thing is praying to know the will of God. We'll be pausing here. I wish we can go on to talk about anointing and I want you to 
trust the Lord that the cup of your anointing can run over. You can take more than you have now. Father, we thank you for the need for the anointing. You said this anointing is in our spirit. You said the anointing that lives in us, we shall have no man teaching us, but the anointing that abides in us. First John 1, uh, 2, 27, that the anointing is in us. It's a person. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, we ask that we will, we will focus on this anointing and make us anointable in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen and amen. The good Lord bless you, my dear friend. Do me a favor. Be an evangelist of good news. Share this around. Let it bless everybody. Don't just listen and be blessed. Be an extension of the work of God in your hands. God bless you. Till I see you again. Amen. My name again is Hilary Ashikabe. Praise God. Amen. <laughs>